Welcome to the Burgundy Blues Podcast, a show dedicated to our fantasy football league as we all start our journey once again to obtain the coveted Burgundy Jacket. I am Mackenzie Smith, joined tonight by league mates Jordan Clark, Colton Sullivan, and Logan Wells. In the end times of 2020, one thing we have left to look forward to is fantasy football, and week one is in the books. How's everybody doing? It is complete. Pretty bad. I'm good. I'm good. Based off how my team's <laughs> playing this week so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I did pretty bad in week one, but I still got the, the W. Coming off of an L, still feel okay about it. Not upset. Yeah, so we uh, we got some winners. We got some losers. We're all we're all here, but it's good to be back regardless. I mean, sounds like the beginning of a Toby Keith song, isn't it, Logan? Uh, yeah, some winners, got some losers. Bar. But I love this league. We need a parody song. Scary Harry can do it. I know he can. Yeah, we're. I hear that Scary Harry's around. He's uh, he's lurking. He's, he's scary, gonna man. be. He's get, gonna be. Boy, hey, you, get, you get Scary Harry and Army Dan. That would be a frightening combo. That's a WWE tag team ten years in a row champion right there. <laughs> Better watch out for Army Dan. Army Dan, his team is uh, is a force to be reckoned with. No, no news uh, is good news, brother. No, he deserves it. He does. He deserves it. He needed it. Yeah, yeah. You guys think that we're here to talk about fantasy football, but we're actually here to talk about politics and, or poli- and the politics of sleeper. This is Luke's politics favorite, and a sleeper tutorial. Yeah, yeah, ten minutes. Ten minutes of uh, politics, followed by ten minutes of a sleeper tutorial for Antoine. Um, hopefully, he'll come away knowing how to work the program and navigate. I wonder if they'd be okay with going back to like typical mail-in fantasy football. I feel like that might be a little bit easier, where you you know you mail in your stuff and yeah. then, uh, oh man, you get yeah, mail in the starting lineup each week. Yeah, Maybe call the commissioner every Sunday vote. morning. Let them know who. Oh, okay. Sleep um, before prayers. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but no, I mean, genuinely, I think, uh, honestly, I always wanted that one of them was here to to have a have the other side of this. But what do you guys what do you guys think about sleeper so far? I like it. I mean, as as somebody who had the app downloaded last year just to use for another statistical tool to look for things, to look for different players and other news related to them. I, I think it's a great app. It was really good information last year. There's just some some issues with it, but I mean, I think that comes with an added influx of, of users. So, Yeah, I mean, you have uh, I, I hate, I hate fan, like sounding like a fanboy regarding anything, so, and I always hate defending, having to always defend things as well, but you have ESPN, which is a mega multi-billion dollar company with Disney, and then you have Sleeper, which is just a small indie development team, you know, and so it makes sense that there's going to be those issues. I really, I mean, I didn't have hardly any issues with ESPN, but I like some of the things with Sleeper. I like the built-in chat. I like the weekly reports it does, the, the activity you can always see when a trade someone's added to the trade block you can easily see the waiver who spent what on fab stuff like that um all the stuff that that 
anyone has complained about it is is easy fix. Like, okay, you just go here, here, and here. And he's like, yep. And a part of it's him just, you know, egging on the group. And oh, he's being a troll, one hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but that's what he's good at. So, I mean, if at the if, he's if, the best if, troll though, if we like got to the end of the season and we had a vote, which I probably will come down to just saying like, okay, who wants to go back to ESPN? Who wants to use Sleeper? If we end up going back to ESPN, I mean, I wouldn't care that much to be honest with you. But I will I do leave like... the league if we go back to ESPN. <laughs> I do uh, like using Sleeper. I'm not. I'm I not. do too. And all the way. If, if once you learn where the stuff is, that's the hardest part. It's not easy to navigate. But once you know where it's at, I think it's better across the board. Except for it drains your phone battery really, really bad if you have an old phone. Yeah. So. I don't know if Antoine has an iPhone, but there's a new iOS update that came out today. It's probably going to rock his world if he has changed so much. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that. Thing. I haven't downloaded uh, it. It's, it's uh, very different. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, I, I do – I do like Sleeper. I was looking for Scary Harry sound clips earlier today, and there's one where he just – I actually think uh, – you know, I actually think this one um, – here we go. Here's a callback. I can't fucking talk. I'm so goddamn mad. The- <laughs> I actually think that that clip is because he was so pissed at ESPN, like trying to get it stuff to load and, <laughs> and couldn't, like, look at the stuff. Um, I'll have to go back and that listen would, to that it. That would be a very, a very scary, hairy sound clip. <laughs> Not known for his patience. Related to another piece of technology. Yeah. It, it's, I like Sleeper. Um, when I'm commissioner next year, uh, we'll keep Sleeper. <laughs> and, you know, no one can say anything about it. It is what it is. Um, you know, I, I actually like what, what you said the other day. Whenever, uh, whenever you said if, if we weren't in a league full of seventy-year-old men, we would have made a Discord chat. <laughs> I said that in Discord. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you did say that in Discord. I mean, I I would honestly think that that would be pretty cool for us to have yeah. a Discord. Discord is the best platform for any type of uh, just like chat communication. It's um, it's everything is seamless. Once you and and I the I, I know it's weird because they're made by two different people, but. I feel like if you learn how to work Discord and utilize its functions, you'll have no issue with Sleeper. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, Luke will get, Luke will get real pissed. Different, but they go. Luke will get real pissed at all the the video game references that it tells you whenever you're logging in. So, oh, so, so we don't. Yeah, he'll, we don't he'll want be that confused. To um, no, but but so, an alternative to this is this is such a rabbit hole. An alternative to Discord. I don't know if you guys have ever used it before. A lot of businesses do, but it's called Slack. Um, and, and Slack is essentially, uh, I mean, it is, you can do essentially the same stuff you can in Discord, but it's it's really made for like business communication, like within a business, you communicate with your team and stuff. Um, so if we ditched Sleeper, that would be my vote is that we went to Slack. There's no, no, is, Luke doesn't have to worry about Pokemon. Like it's, it can be, it's, it's just, it's just made for, uh, it's made, made for business I, how do you and it's pretty like sweet. Pokemon? It doesn't take anything away from the fantasy football app. It is literally extra stuff. It's like you get a brownie with a little mini brownie on top. It doesn't hurt your other brownie. If you don't like it, take it off and just don't mess with it. It, There's nothing wrong with it. I've said it before, man. I've said it. What we do, fantasy football is adult Pokemon. It's exactly what it is. We're we're catching the best team, and we're battling them against each other, and – had One a guy of the, tell me that it was a it was a a jocks version of D and D. I mean, pretty much. I mean, we one of us will be the very best and the 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 best that ever was. And 
Um, speaking of the very best, it's probably about time we should hear from our current commissioner and uh, winner of the coveted burgundy jacket in 2019, uh, Scary Harry. Probably still hasn't received it yet. Yeah. Luke has probably still not <laughs> mailed it to him. It's a, it is a, it's a, a, a object of pride. Exactly. Uh, he, he can, he can hang it above him and Sydney's bed. Nah, Sydney can. He wear can it. wear it as like a scarf. He can wear it like a scarf. Yep, there yeah. Yeah. Drape around his neck, um, tie around his waist. Be awesome. Um, anyway, but we've got we've got Scary Harry on the phone, and he's here with a message for us, uh, probably about last season, and uh, he's going to do a little week one uh, weekly recap for us. So let's see, let's hear see what he's see what he's got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another year of fantasy football. I'm back, your host, Scary Harry. Been gone celebrating my rookie season, my championship fucking season. We got it done. We fucking got it done. I've been so goddamn high and drunk. I don't remember where I've been. I was on a beach. Then I was in the woods. Then I was on another beach. Now I'm back residing in Northwest Arkansas, ready to give you the fantasy breakdown from Rick One. We had a bunch of shit go down. By a bunch of shit. I mean, we had a bunch of teams not do a bunch of shit. Starting with my matchup. Going up against Taylor Mays. Farge Dickens. My team, 108.8 to 155.6. Got blown out. Biggest blowout of the entire fucking week. My team did not show up to play whatsoever. Mark Ingram, what the fuck is going on with Mark fucking Ingram? 2.9 points. I give up. Why did I draft him? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I'm so goddamn bad. Oh, anyway, I did have some upsides. Derrick Henry carried the ball for 30 yards. Tyreek Hill got a touchdown. Malcolm Brown sat on my bench and did well. On the other side of the ball, Forrest Jenkins had everybody go the fuck off. Julio Jones went off. Devontae Adams went off. Two touchdowns. Fucking everyone on his lineup seemed to produce, except the running backs. That's a problem. Moving on to the next matchup. The Tampa Bay Nursing Home versus Colonel Buckets, or as I still like to call him, Paul. He's been in my trade DMs. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Let's start with Tampa Bay. Adam Thielen, the bright spot in Logan's lineup. 28 points. He caught six of his eight targets for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Other than that, Logan's team shit the bed as well. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell got like, I don't know, two points. <laughs> two points. <laughs> And left the game injured, looking like a bad pickup there. He went with Tom Brady, didn't look very good. I think that man needs to retire out of the NFL. Nothing good comes out of Boston, and Tampa Bay is learning that. <laughs> Michael Thomas, also a very shitty night. 3.2 points from Michael 
after Testerville and high ankle sprain. Just seeing this breaking news on the other side of the ball with Colonel Buckets. Russell Wilson had an absolute monster of a game. I think his best game ever. 31 of 35 passes complete. 322 yards and four touchdowns. Netting 39.78 fantasy points. That is fucking ridiculous. His running backs, however, Saquon Barkley and James Conner are quiet. Barkley only got him nine. That's a big disappointment for a high first-round draft pick. James Conner is questionable once again. Only brought 2.7 points to the table. This was the pillow fight matchup of the week. And almost, almost a Tampa Bay victory, the most narrow margin of victory for Colonel Buckets. Moving on, Pillow Fighters versus Peaceful Sleeper Protest. McKenzie's team, 138.8 to Antoine's 114.14. Let's check the line. Lamar Jackson, 33 and a half points. Not much to say here. You knew it was going to happen. Where's my Lamar Jackson jersey? Put up a hell. 
yards on 12 targets. Aaron Jones helped somewhat with 15.6 points. He got a touchdown and rushed the ball 16 times. Not bad volume. Alvin Kamara, a decent-looking pick so far. Let's see if it holds up. He carried the ball 12 times for only 16 yards, however. But he did catch five of eight targets and got to the end zone twice. This has been a discombobulated episode of Scary Harry. I'm sweating. I'm sweating so hard. I'm sweating like a whore in church, by God. It's been a little rough, but give me some time to readjust. I've been partying. I forgot how to scream into this into this microphone for all you beautiful listeners out there. Once again, Scary Harry here. Another episode of 300 plus seconds. I don't even know what we're going to do now. If you don't love fantasy football, then fuck you. I expected nothing less than what I got. Oh man, he may be in the hospital after that. (laughs) He might be in the hospital. You're correct. I'm gonna go ahead and say right now that we're just gonna go raw and uncut because that is a whole lot of work that I do not want to do. So (laughs) raw and uncut. Let's do it. How'd your kids? How'd your wife? We're going. (laughs) He trashed Nick Chubb, then he trades for him. Nick Chubb's on his team now and playing tonight. Yeah, so uh, scary here. Got a little long winded there, or uh, just a just a, a little winded in period on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, winded period. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he went a little over, but uh, I think he's feeling it. I don't know if any of you guys have talked to him over the past few days, but I'm a little concerned that he may not be able to speak. That's uh, it's intense stuff. Glad he's back. Glad we're back. And uh, a little bit of normalcy in this year, having Scary Harry once a week. So much yep. needed. That's Glad to, to, to know he didn't contract COVID, and he can still yell like that. Oh, <laughs> you know he's already got. He's already had it. <laughs> he's, he's already he's already beat it three times. COVID's worried about <laughs> contracting Scary Harry. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well. Um, Let's go ahead and move into a couple other things we've got here. Hoping to have a little bit of a shorter episode than past. Uh, maybe not. We'll see. Um, first one, a little rusty. But uh, we're going to take a look at our 500 IQ play of the week. Actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> and so that is going to go to Forrest this week for starting Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. Oh, the, uh... That play I think, I mean, the reason we we chose him and because it's – I don't think there was anything mind-blowing. Antoine also made some good picks for his starting lineup, but he just lost, you know. Yeah, um, he really he really did well. It, I was just better. Right, <laughs> yeah. But with <laughs> when, you, when you look at – it's not saying that Carson Wentz is a much better quarterback than Matt Ryan. Sorry, Diggins. But when you look at the matchup, you would think that Carson Wentz versus a Washington – uh, football team defense would be better than Matt Ryan versus the Seattle defense. But the Seattle defense isn't as good as it has been in years past, but you still kind of, when you think Seattle, or at least I do, I still think pretty good defense. Yeah. Um, but he put, he put Matt Ryan in there. I don't know what the projections were ahead of time. Maybe they were trending Matt Ryan higher. So if that's the case, this isn't really a 500 IQ play, but I think it actually will tell you what the projection was. Yes, it does. It'll Matt tell you Ryan was projected at twenty three point eight six. Let me see what Wentz was. Wentz was projected at twenty one point nine four. Oh, pretty close. So pretty close. Two points less. 
But, I mean, Matt Ryan went off, and there's so many targets in Atlanta this year. Um, I mean, same as there was last year, but there's just going to be such a pass-happy offense that um, it was a good good play. And who saw – I mean, golly, who who knew that Washington's defensive line was just going to be that, you know, that good to – football team. Carson Wentz was getting sacked left and right and, you know, turning over the ball left and right, and it just did not look good. Isn't the – Sorry, isn't the the Eagles' offensive line a little banged up That's as well? Exactly what yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Trusting anything on the Eagles' offense right now that relates to the passing game is literally a coin flip, and you're at your own risk because that offensive line is decimated. Yeah. Before the season ever even started, they yeah. had like two main offensive linemen, maybe three, that are all injured going into the season. I yeah, think Carson used his brain, and because I've said time and time again, if you just came to our draft, you would think the Eagles win the Super Bowl every year with the way people treat <laughs> Eagles players in this league. And I, I understand that that's your team and you want your players, but I mean, at some point, I, I, I got to watch what I say because I'm playing for us this week, so I'm not going to say anything about any particular players. But I think the Eagles get a little overhyped in this league. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you know what? Speaking of using your brain, it's actually, oh, I'm not even no, mad. that's the wrong one. It's amazing. We already did that. It's already been amazing, but we didn't do this. Boy, have you lost your mind? Cause I'll help you find it. So, <laughs> it could be, it could be anyone. Who's it gonna be? You know, honestly, it could be a tie. You know, we talked about between just just Diggins and uh, Hayden. Hayden for being absolutely smashed during the draft and drafting. <laughs> Marking full scary Harry with his with his team. We had Mark Ingram go in like the third round, yeah. um, and uh, lots of faith there in Mark Ingram and Raheem Mostert. Um, but uh, I mean, so maybe we could do that. But but I, my heart wants me to give it to Diggins for drafting seventy five percent Cowboys and Eagles. Yeah, yeah, and and but you got to remember Diggins was pretty uh, drunk as well. He was. He was, he was the last. Yeah, him and him and Hayden were in the uh, in the official drink off to <laughs> to try and see who could get a number. I was third <laughs> out, of, out of the two of them. I, I do I do remember that. This was actually a good year for me. Yeah, me too. So there's not really a not really a 500 IQ play from week one, but from the draft, definitely. Yeah, yeah. For the for the our bonehead here, the um, oh yeah, bonehead. Yeah, it's you know. It's hard to say. Oh, you you made a stupid decision in week one because, I mean, realistically, especially you just, this year, you, never, you don't know. We didn't, have, we, didn't have, we didn't have a preseason. Yeah. Um, there's like, I mean, it's all guessing pretty much, and you're going off of last year. Um, but we can judge draft decision because the, <laughs> that uh, that does is really you know you may not win your league at the draft, but you could definitely win week one at the draft. Um, and so that's. Uh, Kind of, the, kind of the reasoning there. I hope that that turns out. I know he's down on it, um, but uh, yeah. Let's uh, Cowboys and Eagles. It's might as well rename his team Cowboys and Eagles. Needy to. It's just like stocks. You got to diversify your team. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. He, I was only going to draft straight to the casino and put a thousand on the red and lost it. I told myself I told myself I was only going to draft one person from Kansas City. I didn't care who it was. I was just I was going to get one. And it, my my order went 
Clyde, Kelsey, Mahomes. <laughs> Three rounds in a row. And I was going to come away with one of those guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it is It is good to diversify. But he can pull it out. There's There'll be some good matchups going forward. So, um, all right. Well, we're going to now jump into matchups this week. And so I got a little something for that. Let me see here. Let me see here. For matchups, we're going to get... Get a little dramatic. Okay, there it is. It's time. <laughs> I don't know if I hear anything. You don't hear it? Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just... Hold on now. Yep, yep, I hear it now. There? Alright. Yep. It's really important. It's gotta be pretty intense. Okay. So, matchups. This week, uh... Gonna go rapid fire here. Talking about Austin versus Colton. Uh, after you know, just giving Austin a ton of stuff, I think that he's gonna pull away with this one because um, despite him having like all Cowboys and Eagles, I actually really like the Cowboys this week, and I think that the uh, matchup here, you know, for them is uh, is gonna be uh, gonna go well. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's starting that Prescott. Uh, Mark Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, and I think they're all going to get a good amount of points. So, uh, Logan, you're up. Yeah, I'm talking about Colonel Buckets and Team Shitasses here, and I got some advanced ahead-of-time info on uh, the Team Shitasses. Uh, Odell Beckham's having him a pretty good game so far on Thursday Night Football. But I'm going to pick Colonel Buckets to win this game, mostly because uh, Colonel Buckets is Luke, Team Shitasses is J-Ball. I think J-Bell has too many players playing good defenses, Two players going against the Ravens, including his quarterback. Josh Jacobs against the Stout, New Orleans front seven. I'm a little worried about Russell Wilson against throwing against that New England uh, defense, but I'm uh, I'm going to go Luke, but I think it's going to be close. All right. Not bad, not bad. I will be talking about the official commission and the peaceful sleeper protest, a.k.a. the sleeper game of the week, and it's not sponsored just going to put you to sleep because it's going to be terrible. I'm kidding. Uh, I do honestly think that Hayden is going to pull the upset victory here. I believe that uh, Mr. Henry is going to have himself a day because Jacksonville's defense, as we know from years past, is not what it used to be. Nick Chubb seems to be having a decent night himself. Um, As far as other standouts on Hayden's, Hayden's team, I think that uh, Tyreek is going to have a good week. However, he will have to uh, really kind of counterbalance what Antoine's team is going to do this week. Um, Tampa Bay's defense, I didn't see anything that really impressed me too much last week, so McCaffrey could be good. And uh, if he plays, I think look for a good week against Jameson Crowder, or out of Jameson Crowder again. That's all I got to say. Okay, I'm talking about Tampa Bay Nursing Home, I guess is the full name, versus Taylor Made. Current projections lie Forrest winning 133 to 112 for Logan. And I usually, I don't always go against projections, but so, so many times they're wrong. In this case, I'm going to have to pick Forrest. I'm sorry, Logan. That's I think right. Forrest just has the better team this week. I think Matt Ryan, we've already talked about him a little bit. He has so many weapons, and they're just going to be passing the ball left and right. He, he could end up having 
four touchdowns passing this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, the rookie out of Indianapolis, going to get his first full game. He, he came in the week one in, in the second quarter. Marlon Mack went down. Jonathan Taylor's taken over. I think he's going to have a big game too. Uh, going down again, Devontae Adams, I think he'll have another great game versus Detroit. But with that, you know, every time he scores, Rodgers is going to score. So that's a good pickup on Logan's part. But I just think overall, Forrest has a better team here this week versus Logan. All right. So that is going to do it for our matchups. So new little thing there for that. hope that music wasn't too loud. It was blowing me out. <laughs> week one, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things to iron out. As the season goes on. Yeah. That was allowed for you guys? It wasn't it too was, loud. It was, it was very manageable. Okay. Yeah, that was that was uh that was very loud for me. So hopefully that will fix itself. Anyway, all right. Um iron out the kinks. Matchup of the week here. We're gonna go in depth and just so happens to be very biased with this, I guess. We're going with me and Jordan. Um for matchup of the week. And so Jordan, we can kind of talk about ourselves last. Let's let Logan and uh, Colton get into what they think about our matchup this week. Logan, I'll turn it over to you first. Well, I'm just now looking at it. Um, yeah. I uh, quarterback wise. Uh, I don't know if Murray can avoid the uh, pass rush. I think those are about even there. I actually think I like Cook better than Elliott. I think Matt Ryan is going to put up some points, and they're going to be running the ball less on that side. Mixon and Kareem Hunt, you know, we're going to know how that shakes out tonight, but they're going neck and neck. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Woods on the next one. I'm just doing this step-by-step step because I didn't look at it enough ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like Kelsey better than Hurst. You, you have to say that, but Hurst could have a huge game. Uh, and I will say uh, that's not decided yet. Hurst may be mm. on the bench. Who else you got? Still oh, Hawkinson. Is that your other TJ Hawkinson? Mm, TJ could be interesting. And Jonu Smith. Like we got the three tight end set over here. Forrest has three quarterbacks. Three tight end set, boys. Right now, Forrest always has like four or five quarterbacks. As well, there's never any on the waivers that are good. Uh, but I think Marvin Jones is going off this week. Oh. So, uh, I like Drake better than Montgomery Jones uh, over because I don't think Galladay's going to play, but Marquise Brown is really fast and Houston's not known for their uh, pass defense and you know I don't care about the defenses, so uh, but I think the Rams defense has that advantage because the Seahawks are probably going to put up some points and uh, you know we see how Philly goes. So ah, as far as who wins this, I believe. Mm, this is tough, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go McKenzie on this one. Only player I don't really like on McKenzie's. I don't like these chart. It's fifty-one forty-nine right now. Yeah, I mean, you can't get much closer it. than that. That's this, <laughs> this is just about a dead set. You're you're projected at one twenty-seven point three six, and Jake Hark is one twenty-six point one seven. That's pretty much dead nuts right down the middle. <laughs> I, you know what? Just just to add controversy to this, I will go with Jake Hart for the win, there and it's not going to be based off one specific player. I I do agree with what Logan said. If Kyler Murray can can avoid the pass rush, and 
what we saw from Washington's defense against Philadelphia, I think he will he stands to have a pretty good day. But on the other hand, you've got Lamar Jackson, and we all know what he is very capable of in Houston's defense is really nothing to, to worry too much about, in my opinion. Um, I think that Cooper Cup will have a good day. I know that's your boy, Jordan. Uh, as as a Eagles fan, I think that this is this is uh, Jared Goff's game to lose against that defense, and I believe he will find Cooper Cup for at least a touchdown, possibly two. Is what I'm going to predict here. Um, let's see. Nothing else really jumps out at me. I do like that you started the Rams defense. You're going with the Wombo Combo there. I think that's a smart move. And we'll see if the Patriots defense can hold off Seattle. We know what uh what Russell Wilson did last week. It's pretty ridiculous. But oh. I'm going to go Jay Clark. One thing I'd like to say real quick so, is it's a little unfair that yeah. we know Kareem Hunt's going to get nine points already. Because if I was looking at this without that game in progress, that's also true. Mixon gets yeah. the big edge. So it's, you know, we got some Thursday night advanced info. That's there. a big point. You know, he had, he's had one carry and, a, and two receptions for a touchdown. And like I said earlier, like if he does nothing else, I'm 100% like, you know, that's totally all fine. I need for totally that. Totally fine but, with that, yeah. Here's my concerns. So, Logan, you said that you love Marvin Jones. He's my biggest question mark that I think of the week because I I genuinely do think that he is better when Kenny Galladay is out there. I don't think that he does um, – I don't think that he can do, you know – I think that they, they both, you know, they both need to be there. He's a good number um, two guy. You know, he gets saying. more pressure. He gets – right. It, He's the better wide receiver, I think, but Kenny Galladay has to be there to to take that pressure off. Um, and uh, so that's where I'm at with him. I, I, I mean, I don't know if I can get it done with, with that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, was, I don't know if you guys were in uh, the call earlier, but I was talking to Jordan, and I was like, you know, I would not have made that trade with you earlier this week had I known that. So the trade was Marquise Brown for David Montgomery, um, and I, I like David Montgomery a lot and uh, need a running back, so it's perfect. And I wanted to get rid of Marquise Brown because I didn't want to have – I'm really trying to avoid two players on the same team this year um, due to, like, COVID stuff. Um, and so um, I wanted to get rid of him. But now Lamar Jackson is going to be dumping bombs to uh, Marquise Brown this week. Um Here's the thing, though, this year, because our commissioner changed up the rules, so a quarterback gets six points per touchdown. That's true. So it used to be about that. like the wide receiver would get two points more. Right. But now we're going to be – if because that, that will happen. You're right. And they'll just be – you know, you'll get six points, I'll get six points. I don't know how the yard – I think a wide receiver gets more points per yards they than do. a QB does, so I might have the edge there. I don't think it has to be as many yards because it's 25 for a quarterback, and I think it's only 10 um, yeah. for a wide receiver. I could that, be wrong. That's, that's right. Uh, and I'll get the half point for a reception. Right, so right. It does have a little bit of edge, but not as much as it used to. It's So not having those two together on my team, I would feel a bit more confident. But now that I know I'm going to be giving you points, um, it's going to be close, man. I, I just want to say I don't have um, – I don't really have a heart for the Rams anymore, but they have a good football team this year. Like, 
they look they look incredible across the board and um I mean they're they're just one of those teams right now that's so versatile I think they could I think they can do I think they can do it all um, Malcolm Brown looks better than Todd Gurley has in the past Dude, two years. Malcolm Brown um, looked like a rejuvenated player last week. And their like, offense man, is he looked good. Their offense is just so high powered. And so I say that because we both have Rams. Um and I think that you know, I think they're gonna be pretty even too. If I had to give one the edge, I would give myself with with Robert Woods, but yeah, I um, think Woods I I, I kind of re- too. Cup, Cup's been my guy. This is like my third season. I think I've had him on my team. I think this year, though, is just not going to be – he's going to have some regression. The way uh, McVay is lining up the offense now just is not utilizing Cup as he has in the past couple seasons. And I, I definitely think Woods was the receiver to go with this year. Hopefully I'm wrong. I think Cup will still have – I think he still has a pretty safe floor. Um, but he's not going to have the 20-plus points each week like he did for me last See. year. My, my theory on going with Cup and why I actually mentioned him a while ago, I think Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen have a lot of similarities as far as the way <clears throat> that their fantasy production scales and changes year after year. Whenever you have a quarterback that just looks at that one receiver and he's able to either, either make the play or it's an incompletion, Cooper Cup had those really big days, but it was also – you know, he had Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods on there, too, that kind of, you know, I guess took defensive looks away from him. I think it's actually better in his favor that they don't go to him as much because you know, it's it's the age-old deal. You use the running game to open the passing game, but Todd Gurley has kind of limited them in the past. I think if Malcolm Brown is able to continue doing what he did this week, it's only going to help Cooper Cup in the long run. And it may even help him even more if Robert Woods is the number one guy. See, I – Back to the Marvin Jones thing that y'all just talked about. Long I think that I might disagree with that because Cup being in the slot, um, you know, does a lot of more middle of the field stuff and even some check downs at times. Um, they have specific plays now designed for Malcolm Brown to do that. And um, I think that with Malcolm Brown being so good – um, and it's just turned into whatever that he's going to take a lot, a lot of that away from uh, Cooper Cup and Tower Higby. It's, and, it's, a, it's um, a very strong possibility. Man. But, you know, it, I, but that being said, I, I think that they're so good that they can do it all. And um, they, I don't know. I, at, I don't really, at the at the end of the day, it comes back to golf. He, I don't he, really. Yeah, he can't he can't do what he did last week every week, where he just has yardage and no you know, no, no passing touchdowns because then his receivers just get stifled and it, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, they, you, you can only do so much with yardage these days in fantasy football. You know, if you have a, a receiver that gets 90 yards and no touchdown or a hundred yards and no touchdown, that's not a good day for a receiver. <laughs> 10 points or, you know, if, if it comes off four catches, whatever that would that'd be 12 points, you know, it's, it's not, a good day yeah it's uh you know i don't really care to follow them anymore but they're a good football team man they are they're up there la and, professional uh, football team yeah that yep. <laughs> the la football team. there's they got to pick one i guess that you know there's good ball two there uh, 
So we'll see. We'll see, Jordan. I mean, it's... Thank God we don't have that kind of confusion well, in Washington. So, yeah, I mean, just to give my pick, because I mean, it's going to be a little twist, I'm picking McKenzie to win this matchup. Oh, I'm pulling Honest the Diggins. He's, he's, he's pulling the Diggins. The Diggins. <laughs> yeah. the Diggins. No, no, no. No, no. For real, though, I, I mean, I agree with what both Logan and Colton said. I think quarterback-wise, I love, I love my team. I'll get that out of the way. But Murray against the Washington, we saw what they did to Carson Wentz. I think Murray's a bit better than Wentz this year, but that's still going to be a struggle for him. Um, same thing for Kenyon Drake. So he's going to be running, trying to run against them, that, that defensive line. I think Jackson is just going to tear up Houston's defense. And I'm sure I have um, – what's his name? Malcolm Brown to – or not Malcolm Brown, Marquise Brown to help that. Yeah. Um, but between Jackson, Elliott, Woods, and Kelsey, I think you win the game just with those guys alone. Um, I have some solid talent on my team, but we saw last week my receivers are – I did not take, like, high-end receivers. I went – I didn't pick a receiver till the fourth round. And don't get me wrong, DJ Moore and Cooper Cup both have the uh, the ceiling to score as wide receiver ones, but they also have the floor to be more in the wide receiver two or three range. So I, I just think McKenzie's got the better team. Uh, unless luck is on my side, I, I don't see me come out with a win this week. We'll see. We've got we've got uh, Cleveland on the goal line right now. So I was about uh, to say their their potential is about to be a score. Uh, all right, we're uh, live sports casting here, ladies and gentlemen. We got. Uh, the Browns on the goal line. Uh, Chubb ran it in earlier, but it was called back. Review to not be a touchdown. He was stuffed at the goal line just yep. right there. There's a one I'm running out of things balls. to say because they're not playing. Oh, we got high formation here. Who's that in the backfield? Chubb, That's not Chubb is uh, Chubb is Chubb. showing why I love Nick Chubb because he's from Georgia. Uh -oh. Two ah, take him again. out. Take him out. Take Chubb out. Put in Kareem Hunt. Come on. Let's just bring Joe Mixon in on defense. <laughs> get the re, uh, uh, almost rebound. You know, get the fumble. Rebound. I, it's it's funny you say that. I, I, we're, we're getting off on a tangent. I can't here. talk on my feet very I fast. I noticed last week there were several receivers that had TKL or TCKL, whatever, on the sleeper app. Like that they had got oh, a, a yeah. recorded tackle due to an interception, I guess. All right, it's fourth down. That's enough of that. Uh, yeah, yeah so there's your <clears throat> there's your live cast. Take that booger coming for your job. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even do that anymore. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. So that's uh, Booger's magic hands. Yeah, Booger's magic hands. R.I.P. He's on some. <laughs> he's he's uh, something else. Um, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for for a matchup. You know, that's gonna be how we're gonna take this. Um, this one, uh, you know, hopefully we've cut it down enough to, um, you know, where episodes will be a little bit shorter. But, um, yeah, so final thoughts this week, guys, as we close out week one. And then I have two. two that I want to say. I think, number one, and this is just personal observation, agree or disagree, I believe the Chargers offense is vastly inferior to what it was last year with Phillip Rivers running it. I don't think they throw the ball Agreed. to Austin Eckler. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are just complete gambles every week. He, he only throws to Hunter Henry because he's just right there, and even that's not that good. And then my other thing is we got to get this jersey thing going, guys. I'll throw my portion of the money down right now because I think we'll all be glad oh, yeah. down the road I'm totally that we did this. 
Yeah, because yeah. otherwise, if, if we if we let it go another year, we're going to be buying two jerseys back to back. Hayden or Hayden, Scary Harry, whatever needs to just uh, post just post his Venmo in the in the or just tell everybody to do that, and then we'll just do it, and it'll be over with. But yep. I'm, um, I'm totally down with the idea. But, I love it. I think it's a great thing for us to do. I think if I didn't get if I I did not get the Austin Eckler that I was hoping I was drafting. That's that's what started my Chargers comment. I, I if I'd yeah. have got 2019 Eckler, I'd have been in good shape. I think I got something else. So I've been Logan, full. Logan, Logan got a recall of that uh, to the to the to the classic meme. Whenever you ask your mom for an Austin Eckler, she tells you have it at Austin home. Eckler at home. And then your Austin like, Eckler at home is not the Austin <laughs> Eckler that you wanted. We have Austin Eckler at home. So I did y'all a favor yeah. and kept y'all from getting him, basically. Don't let's not talk about him. He's off my team. And I think <laughs> I think Antoine's gonna pick him up off waivers and then he's gonna do good when he comes back and it is gonna because he owes Antoine for when Antoine took him number one yeah. back in the day and he didn't play. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's it for me. Yeah, anybody else got anything before we get out of here? Uh, I'm just I'm gonna patiently observe everything and hope for the dub this week. Yep, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, that's going to do it. That'll do it for us, for me, for Colton, Jordan, and Logan. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.